What's up, friends? Welcome to Web3 Academy, a place for entrepreneurs, creators, and marketers to explore and learn how to use Web3 to transform business models and create thriving communities. Enjoy this next episode. GM, GM, what's up? It's Web3 Academy and the weekly roll-up. I'm Jay Bird coming at you from Whistler. And as always, joined by my co-host, my buddy, my friend, Kyle. What's up, Kyle? What's going on? First roll up in uh, in Europe. It's, uh, it's late for Ooh. me. It's actually not that late, but a lot later than it is for you, that's for sure. <laughs> well, thanks for joining us from the future, Kai. It's very kind. I got you. And joining us in the metaverse, too. That's very nice. <laughs> All right. Well, we got a jam-packed episode today. Uh, my gosh, Kyle was like, we, we almost we almost thought we needed to do a two-hour episode today because there was just so much stuff. But we're not going to do a two-hour episode because that's just that's just too much content uh, and nobody would listen for that long. I mean, maybe you guys would. If you guys want a two-hour episode, tweet at us and let us know. We'll do that in the future. Um, what we got for today, we got some, lots of exciting things on today's episode. Uh, Web3 legitimized, big, big news coming out um, that's really legitimizing the whole space. Uh, the metaverse, man, we're going to dive deep into a lot of stuff going on in the metaverse, uh, lots of building and lots of just branding and talk around using the word the metaverse. Um, NFTs can't stop, won't stop, despite some negative sentiment coming at them. We'll get into that. Uh, ENS mayhem, just we talked about it last week, but it's just it's still happening and I can't believe it. Uh, we got new ZK rollups launching and we also want to chat about the Web3 Academy community, the Web3 DAO, uh, and some tons of uh, exciting. We've got over six events coming up in the next week, and we want to tell you guys about those so you guys can get involved. Uh, those, yeah. Yeah, damn. Yeah, I As want to switch always, things up this week. I want, I want to ask you what the Web3 Word of the Week is this week. Oh, How's that sound? Oh. <laughs> okay. okay. Can we do that? Can I put you on the spot? We can do that. We can do uh, that. I like it. Oh, wait. Do, do we want to share, you want share, you want share gratitude first? Or do you want to okay. you want to do the word of the week first? Uh, no, we'll do gratitude. We'll do gratitude. I am grateful for um, being in a European time zone. I get to wake up and have just these like super relaxing mornings because no one at work. Well, I mean, most of our team is actually from Europe, so it's not it's not that simple, but Typically, it's like you get up and everyone is already messaging you. You have tons of emails. You got to catch up with everything. And here I wake up and it's like some people on our team just kind of starting. I get to just go to the gym, do my own thing. And we're so far ahead of everyone in North America. I feel like I have like a little cheat code here. And like I get to get a bunch of shit done before everyone wakes up. And uh, it's great. I love it. Yeah, so I'm still, I have I'm still the, adjusting the, to the time zone, but I have the exact. I am very jealous of your gratitude. I have the exact opposite, opposite experience. Yeah. I'm the last person to wake up on our team, so I wake up to like 30 messages in Slack and like absolute, like just I I, I every morning I wake up and it's just like I got to start work at like 6 a.m. Uh, and it's <laughs> it's catch up. I you're just like, you're like reading up. you're like oh problem 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 you're like oh wait but that one's already solved so you have to go yeah. through the emotions still i have to though. go through i have to go through all the the threads to learn yeah. like, i'm like oh shit i'm like okay somebody else got on that okay yeah. gosh. like oh thanks ari thanks ari thanks ari <laughs> uh 
what's your gratitude i i am grateful for let me see if i can get it here for moonbirds mm. oh you got the moonbirds yeah i got stickers um shout out to moonbirds this is not my gratitude specifically look at this though this is branding 101 they sent me like 500 freaking of the exact same moonbird sticker Come what do you on. think they want me to do with that I'm, I'm i'm thinking about hiring somebody like i think i might try and like hire somebody locally and just pay them to just go like graffiti them everywhere like just put them Why? up everywhere that gonna that gonna lift your floor price <laughs> rebranding yeah exactly more eyes on moonbirds yeah um no my the reason i say i'm grateful for moonbirds is uh moonbirds did an airdrop uh about a month ago of a moonbird oddity and uh the oddity revealed yesterday uh and uh it's pretty exciting i mean there's not a not a ton of news or attention on it because i think in the current market, there's just not a lot of attention on um, the top NFT projects in the same way there was during the bull run. Uh, but my little oddity is a, he's a cool little dude. And uh, it's pretty exciting when you get airdropped something that's worth uh, you know, a couple grand. So, or however much you'd be worth five or six grand at this point. So wow, uh, nice. shout out. Thanks. Thanks Moonbirds. That's pretty, pretty nice. Pretty grateful for that. Well done. All right. All right, Web three word of the day. What is it? Or week? Ooh. Web word of the week. Web three word of the week. The web three word of the week is metaverse, mm. and and here's why it's it's metaverse. Not only is it a, a word that is used, I find a ton, and probably one of the most. I would say it seems to be the most used words by major brands used more than crypto used more than nft and language is so important when we're starting new technology right you know it's so it's so difficult to onboard new people when they don't understand words right or it's difficult when they develop negative sentiment towards words and the reason i pick metaverse is i find it very interesting that it seems to be the one word that nobody truly knows how to define hmm. right and because of that, I I think that it might be the the umbrella word that makes it the longest. It might be right. the you know, NFTs negative sentiment. Everybody understands it. Everybody knows it. Negative sentiment. Maybe they don't understand it, but they you know crypto negative sentiment, right? But metaverse, it's just a little bit more friendly. It's a little bit more welcoming. So it's like Web three, uh, yeah, it's like Web three exactly, just like Web three. And well, also we got like lots of, we got lots of metaverse stuff to discuss today. So it's a good it's a good word. And speaking of words, if you are a wordsmith yourself and you like Web three or maybe the metaverse or whatever, uh, and you can write copy, uh, we're hiring. We want a copywriter slash a content writer. So we're hiring someone who can help us write content for Web three Academy. You see, we have three newsletters that go out every week. Which, by the way, if you are listening to this podcast and you don't know that we have a newsletter, we also have a newsletter. Uh, you can just go to the link in our details. So you can go up and sign up there. But for that, who those who are a wordsmith, um, we are we are hiring someone to help us with our content. Also, though, to help us with some copywriting for the marketing agency that we also run. So a little bit of a dual dual role here. But if you are a wordsmith and you love Web three, um, we work with a lot of the top crypto media platforms. So there's lots of cool clients that you'd be writing for. Um, the job application will be in the show notes below, I guess, Jay. 
and yep. uh and yeah go uh go apply we want uh we need some some copy people love it let's get let's get, let's get uh let's, let's get into it let's get into the news uh <laughs> all right first up what, what we got first up here guys so breaking this actually happened or was announced it didn't have it was announced yesterday that tesla sold 75 percent of their bitcoin we just needed to point this one out because we were on this nice little run-up uh and all of a sudden Tesla has their like you know their um, quarterly review. They say they sold seventy five percent of their of their Bitcoin um, in Q two. So over the last like three months, uh, Genevieve here, who we have up on her tweet, just says also breaking. Elon Musk has paper hands. He literally sold the very bottom, uh, which is hilarious. Not he, but their their board. Um, I don't know. I don't know why they do it, uh, but uh, I, I don't really understand why businesses are putting Bitcoin on their treasury anyway. It's not like like Bitcoin, it's like, it's not like they put gold on their treasury. So why are they mm -hmm. putting another store of asset? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Just on the treasury. Like mm -hmm. I understand inflation. Sure. Um, so maybe they're trying to hedge that if they have some, some cash, but like, I don't know, it just seems, seems very odd. Um, I don't know that this continues to be a thing. Um, I mean, no one has done it in a long time now. It was like, everyone thought mm -hmm. it was going to be the trend, like end of 2020. Um, but I don't know. I mean, if you're going to do it, at least friggin' at least do it. <laughs> don't sell the bottom. What do you do? Stick with it. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. But whatever. Paper hands, Elon. Come What's on. What's funny man. though is it tanks the market. I mean, tanks. It went yeah. down like whatever, a couple percent. But it's funny. It's like they didn't just sell it right now. They've been selling for like the last three months. So why are people all of a sudden going and selling now? Like, it's like. If they just, Elon goes, oh, we're about to sell. Okay, fine. But this is just how ridiculous markets are, right? It's like, oh my God, Tesla sold. I got to sell too. Yeah, like they sold three news. months ago. Yeah, yeah, totally. Like, yeah. Hilarious. Thanks, media. Yeah. All right, next up, Vayner NFTs, which is uh, Gary Vaynerchuk's uh, Web3 brand, has rebranded, rebranded to Vayner3. Uh and this is really interesting move for a, a few reasons. One, there's the branding aspect of this in that he has decided for, to move from NFT being in the brand name to three bringing the brand name. And sort of, as I said at the beginning of the show, Web3, like metaverse, is a more friendly word than NFT. So there's a sentiment statement here. Uh, and the other thing is, obviously, I think Vayner's realizing that NFTs isn't the only part of this space. There's so much more to Web3 than just NFTs. Yeah, absolutely. I think if you're going to run an agency, which is essentially what this Vayner NFT is, uh, in this space, you want to help people launch NFTs. Well, I think what is happening is they're realizing, like, I remember Gary V was like in crypto at first, never, and then all of a sudden NFTs came out. Now he was in NFTs. And it's like, you're watching him go down the rabbit hole and like, understand each step and it's like a lot of people get in they go oh nfts these are cool and then they realize there's this whole bigger ecosystem out there which is web3 which is nft is a tool of the web3 ecosystem just mm -hmm. like tokens just like wallets just like decentralized social and all these other things and i think what's happening is gary's like oh whoa there's way more than just nfts here like we need to rebrand and be an agency that does it all um mm -hmm. that's my assumption and probably like what you said as well just wants to get nft out of names because again i don't think we're going to use the term nft like instagram's already using digital collectibles so is facebook mm -hmm. so is i forget what the other who who the other one was snapchat maybe um mm -hmm. so it's like yeah nft is going to be a term that just like no one uses like 
HTTP and ITP and SMTP and all the, mm-hmm. the different protocols, the internet the layer, like we don't use those. Yeah. Um, so I'm sure NFT will be gone eventually too. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing is I, I saw um, that Vayner 3 had their, along with this announcement, they had their Vayner um, media demo day the other day. I didn't happen to catch any of it. I don't know if you caught any of it, Kai. Well, I heard it was like a jam-packed day with a lot of who's who brands coming in and just discussing their their Web3 plans and where they're going. Uh, very similar to NFT NYC. I think it was like a lot of like if and when statements and not a lot of like practical, doing. tactical things yeah, yet yeah. because there's not a lot of doing happening, especially with the bigger brands. Uh, but, you know, if, yeah, if, if anyone is out there and they're thinking about, you know, getting into the space, Throw throw the throw the uh, the uh, number three in your brand name and yeah there you go you'll get you'll get a lot of great attention. <laughs> Is that why we called it Web Three Academy? <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is just a quick stat for you guys to show you, my gosh, how much money is flowing into the space. Listen to this. More than half of the investments raised by gaming companies, over $2.2 billion, went to blockchain and NFT startups in the first half of 2022. That's crazy. Of all gaming. Of all gaming. All half was NFTs and blockchain. That's nuts. Uh, You know who is not a part of that? Who? Go to the next tab. (laughs) (laughs) Minecraft. What a... What a dumb move. I'm going to say right now, this is an absolute dumb move. Um, So Minecraft um, basically came out and said they're like essentially banning NFTs from their, from their game. Minecraft Mm -hmm. is a massive, massive game. It's been around for a long time. Um, And basically they are saying that they are not, um, you know, they, they don't think that NFTs fit their, um, their ethos essentially, because their reason they even said like, um, first of all, actually, let's look at this one. An NFT, here's their, like, what is an NFT definition? An NFT is a unique, non-editable digital token that is part of a blockchain and often purchased with cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin. You, what, what NFT has anyone What NFT can you purchase with Bitcoin? <laughs> you can't. What the hell are they talking about? Um, and then where's their, pol- it's their policy. If you scroll down a little bit, um, I think it, basically the idea that they, they don't want NFTs is because you create scarcity here which as a result could um, create exclusion and that conflicts with their guidelines. Like it's like, they're trying to make it like scarcity is a bad thing. It's like, no, scarcity is a very good thing. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, so it's just the fact that other people are able to make money and they can't make any money from it. So they're, you know, they're trying to make it look like it's for the community and for the people. Um, but it's not, it's not at all. There's actually yeah, yeah, here's the uh, here's an airline from their press release about this. Blockchain technologies are not permitted to be integrated inside our Minecraft client and server applications, nor may they be utilized to create NFTs associated with any in-game content, including world skins, persona items, or other mods. Yeah, my my only take on this is that um, they're gonna they're gonna change. Like this is a this is a this is they're doing this now because they they think this is what their user wants and i'll bet you they're right their user does not want nfts currently um so they're doing this now because everyone's like yay minecraft i'm safe there they're not going to do bad nft stuff uh but guaranteed in 
what oh, five years, even two years, this is going to change. They're going right. to let's, 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 let's put a pin on this Kai. So the day <laughs> we walk back on this, we can, we can show you can see out. what they say here. NFTs are not inclusive of all our community and create a scenario of the haves and the have nots, the speculative pricing and investment mentality around NFTs, take the focus away from playing the game and encourages, um, pro, what does that say? Profit profiteering. That's the word. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Which we think is inconsistent with the long-term joy and success for players. Go to the next tab. Um, the CEO of Salesforce, I believe it is, has a good take on this co-founder of Salesforce. Salesforce Web3 Studio. Web3 Studio. Yeah. So he says, Minecraft says no to NFTs because NFTs are not inclusive of all our community and create a scenario of the haves and have nots. He goes, this is total BS. It's $29.95 to buy the game and then money for in-game assets. And you still have to buy these assets uh, in the game. It says, oh, and if you, if you buy a skin, you can't resell it. So you have to keep buying more. Who wins there? Minecraft, right? It's not like they created a free game that anyone can play. They created a haves and haves nots. If you have money, you can play. If you don't, you cannot play, right? You have to buy a, I think Minecraft's a computer game. So you need to have a computer, mm -hmm. right? Or a phone. Uh, you need to buy the game, then you need to buy the things in the game. So you already did that. The only difference here is if those were NFTs, people could sell them, right? Could that would be great. <laughs> um, like you could build, you could make your own business out of it. You could play and earn, and then you could make a living off of it. Wouldn't that be great for the rest of the world? Dumbass Wouldn't Minecraft. <laughs> then he goes, then they say, we recognize that creation inside our game has intrinsic value and we strive to provide a marketplace where those values can be recognized. And he goes, but if you buy a skin, you can't resell it. So you can't recognize the value of it. They don't want to protect that value. They want to maximize their revenue. They say NFT is a scam. It's more like this PR is a scam, claiming they don't want this tech to protect people, more like they don't want this tech to protect their investors. That is 100% what it is. Yeah. Minecraft, you're a joke. Uh, I hope if anyone's listening to this and you play Minecraft, you stop playing Minecraft. Um, they will change the tune or they will get disrupted completely. I hope it's the latter um, because like, they're not dumb, right? I mean, I don't know, but they're probably not dumb. So like they understand what's no. happening. And this is, you know who they, this reminds me of, this is like the music, the music uh, companies back in the day when like mm. CDs came out and then when the internet came out, it's like, mm -hmm. they're just mm -hmm. going to try to hold off as long as they can until they just get completely disrupted. So bye-bye mm -hmm. um, Minecraft. Bye-bye. <laughs> Here's, uh, I like this take though. This is um, Paulina who uh, is a longtime listener of Web3 Academy podcast. And she gave a nice example of Adidas, who is a really good example of Web2 company embracing Web3. So doing the exact opposite of Minecraft. And so she kind of gave some steps here of, it's a nice little thread of what kind of Adidas has done. So one, um, Adidas uh, announced that it's partnering with Coinbase and the digital assets that it holds slash that it's using uh, is being secured by Coinbase. So just announced a partnership with one of the well-known, uh, the most mm -hmm. well-known companies in the space. Um, then what they did is Adidas bought virtual land um, to build called, what's called the Adiverse, um, which is working to fill uh, exclusive content experiences. And this is in, uh, in Sandbox, the metaverse that's built on top of Ethereum. Then they did step three, which was they purchased a board at Yacht Club um, back in, I think it was 2021, which is pretty cool. Then they did this like NFT collection. Um, well, actually what she's missing in here, I think, is they actually did an event in Sandbox mm -hmm. and anyone mm -hmm. who attended got a PO app, which was pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Then they ended up doing an NFT collection that they launched uh, in partnership with G Money NFT, uh, with Punks and with the Board mm -hmm. Yacht Club. 
Um, yep. And um, this was really cool. I forget what it was, but they made a killing off of it. It was um, basically the those who attended that event at the PO app. I believe they got first dibs, like whitelist kind of thing. Yeah. And then it was cool because you could actually um, like the NFTs were cool themselves, but you could, I think, get a, a re in real life. Um, yeah. So I had this. So what you could do is you could burn your NFT. And okay. if you burned your NFT, you got physical products. Uh, uh, although cool. the shipping of these physical, yeah, yeah, yeah. The shipping of these physical products is an absolute nightmare. So whoever, whoever did the shipping uh, for this, please figure it out. Why are you uh, still waiting I, on yours? I'm not supposed to get it till like December or something like oh that. Oh my goodness. What, what is going on? <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, and then what do they do? So step five, which actually um, we've added a few steps. So it's probably more than that. Uh, but they launched... Um, they partnered with Ready Player Me, and they launched the world's first personality-based AI-generated avatar creation platform. Um, so Ready Player Me is a cross-app avatar platform for the metaverse that allows anyone to explore virtual worlds with one consistent identity. Um, so that's pretty cool. And then finally, uh, Adidas partnered with Wagme United, uh, which is mm -hmm. the first Web3 group to own a major professional sports team. Uh, and so there's some NFTs there that will grant access to club perks, to physical and digital merch by Adidas, and the ability to vote on key issues facing, um, I guess, as a soccer team somewhere, football team. I'm actually in Europe, so I need to say football moving forward. Uh, Crawley Town FC. I'm going to assume but that's the Euro, UK, but I have the no Euro idea. Is, is, the Euro is lower than the US dollar right now. So doesn't that mean that we get to call it soccer? Uh, uh, <laughs> I guess. Uh, but <laughs> you know what's great is like, I'm using euros and I just, it's the same as the dollar. So it's very easy. <laughs> Good time to, to be like, in uh, Europe. Yeah, I don't have to exchange, do a exchange rate in my head. It's actually quite nice. So anyway, Adidas, I mean, we've we've been following them for a while on this, on this podcast, but they're just doing, they're just really the leader in the space right now for just innovating and embracing Web3, but just doing really cool stuff in, in uh, Web3. Um, so yeah, good job, Adidas, bullish. Yeah, and I think the, the takeaway for me here. Uh, if you're a um, if you have an existing business and you're trying to figure out how to get into Web three, is you don't have to do something on your own. Use something that already exists, right? So whether it be partnering with an existing Web three business or a project, that's probably the best idea, and that's what Adidas did a lot here. Or whether it just be using simple technology, like don't go write your own smart contract to make your own NFT. Just go like do an event and use a PO app, right? And yeah. then and then build from there. And that's what Adidas did through all of this is they didn't try to create something new. They use things that are already existing and are working. And a, a quick one here on the next, uh, just this was a, a, an article that was put out with Coin, Coin Cub, Coin Cube, uh, whatever that is. Anyway, they're just rating the top countries uh, in, uh, in, in, in regards to crypto uh, based off things like taxes and regulations and just like access to crypto and all that kind of stuff. Um, and um, they do it on a quarterly basis. And Germany was the number one country uh, for crypto in Q1, uh, or sorry, this was in Q, yeah, in Q1 of 2022. And they are again in Q2 of 2022, but so is the United States. Uh, and this is due to the access of like Bitcoin ATMs that are around. So it's very accessible to people due to the new regulations that are coming out that Biden has put forward to like get some good regulation in there uh, due to the mining that has come over to the U.S. since China ban. 
Um, so they've been very friendly there. There's still a lot going on. So that's really cool. The other ones that made it was Singapore is third, Australia is fourth, Switzerland fifth, um, France sixth, Netherlands seven. We got Portugal, you number eight. That's where I am right now. And Canada, number nine. That's where Jay is. And then Hong Kong, number 10. Uh, thank you to Sophia VD, who is a member of our Discord community, who's shared that in our Web3 newsfeed. Um, if you've got other cool stats and cool news that goes on, um, share it in the Web3 newsfeed. Um, that's where we get uh, and pick a lot of our news for the, for the podcast. Love it. We're moving on to the metaverse. The metaverse. Yeah, okay, so we don't usually do a section in the show on the metaverse, but there was just so much happening around the topic of the metaverse that we figured we should throw together a section for this week's show. Uh, we're going to start by talking about other side, board eight yacht clubs uh, play into the metaverse. Uh, so they did their first demo day. I believe they actually did two demo days last week. First, they had 2,500 people come in, and then they had 4,500 people come in. Uh, the main takeaway from that, uh, I, I spoke to a few people who um, I'm not a I'm other side holder. I don't think you are either, are you, Kai? No. Uh, but the main takeaway from that was just, it was, I mean, there was no gameplay or anything happening, but pretty impressive uh, load times, seamless. It just worked, which really when you think that Yuga Labs built this in like a month, that they've created this metaverse that is like seamless is pretty impressive. So I mean, um, just in, so if anyone hasn't seen it, it's just a bunch of, it's 4,500 avatars jumping with a white screen. There is nothing yeah, to load. Nothing's so like, happening. Sure, it should work. It's just, it's not, there's, I don't know. People are getting psyched about it, but it's just like, I don't know. You haven't really done anything yet. Relax. It's just a demo of a white screen. <laughs> yeah. So, but I think a lot of people are very interested in this project. So I just want to give you guys, they also released, released their light paper. Uh, and we got a thread here from uh, Liam Herbst. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm saying that right. Uh, where he breaks down the most important takeaways from this white paper. Uh, so first is um, Yuga's launching an NFT marketplace. Anyone can become an NFT creator in other side. Yuga is solving intense technical problems and making exceptional progress. This guy's clearly a holder and a big fan. Other side yeah, is, right. is, will be a massive open ecosystem, but it's only open to other deed holders first. Yeah, makes so, sense. So let's just dive into a few, a few of these things. Other side is, is a world building platform. I think this is what's so interesting about the metaverse is like the goal is to create an opening ecosystem where anyone can create, play and connect. It'll be huge, able to host 10,000 plus players with natural voice chat and millions of interactive component, components, but it won't begin as an open ecosystem. So phase one is going to be called Voyager's Journey. It's developed by Yuga and only other deed holders and selected third parties participate. It's an 11-part story surrounding Obelisk, including exclusive events, playtesting, and co-developing other sides SDK. So basically their idea here is, you know, with all of these, you think about like Roblox is sort of similar in that when you want to build a world, 
and you want to do so in a user-generated way because that's what an NFT platform requires. You want people to come in. You want people to like build in this world. So they're doing this in a phased approach. It's very smart, right? So they're first getting the builders in there. Okay, all the builders come in. You guys build, build cool things to do, build an engaging world, and then we'll invite the rest of, of the people, right? Um, so... I think that's really, really interesting. They also talk about how they're going to manufacture, what their metaverse engine is, getting a little bit more into the technical side. Um, and then they talk about how they're launching a marketplace. So their, their NFT marketplace is going to be called the, the Agora. The Agora. The Agora. A marketplace should mean low or no fees. It may enable immersive buying experiences. So NFT stores on other deed plots, which is really interesting. So like this is where... This whole idea of ownership in the metaverse, and we talked about this a, a while ago, Kai, um, is so if like I own land in the metaverse and then I can sell NFTs in my land, like I can like basically create a store on my land. Like you think about it in real life, like I own like a piece of commercial property and I can create a retail store and now I can generate revenue from my land, right? Fat, fascinating to think about how that will play out. Um, so yeah, so- I think the way that we buy and sell NFTs right now, like on OpenSea and this like just massive thing, like it's not really how it's, it's going to be. It'll be immersive, as they said, like in a metaverse or in a game. And it'll be mm -hmm. more specific to whatever's happening in that moment. Instead of like, I have a library of a gajillion of them and I got to try to like find which one I want. So I think it'll be, yeah, to be immersive. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So something, something to watch. Crown Prince of Dubai. Uh, announces um, its metaverse strategy, including jobs programs, museum, experts network, and commitment to adopt and deploy related technologies faster than any other city in the world. So I think they're putting in, do we have a number on here of how much they're going to invest? It's not 40, was it 4, 4 billion in the next five years. Um, and Dubai, I mean, I've been to Dubai once and man, they like to spend money on anything and everything. <laughs> and they like to go big. Like the Burj Khalifa is the biggest building in the world. And that thing is aggressively big. And if they're going to take that mindset into the metaverse, uh, I would bet that they just build something insane. We'll see. Um, but pretty cool. Um, Dubai is also actually a big crypto hub. Um, I'm surprised it's actually not in that list um, because there's a lot of crypto people that are going there. Um, yeah. and, uh, and yeah, they're trying to take a lead in the metaverse, which makes complete sense. Yeah. I feel like the crypto people that I know that have done very well and now are looking to cash out are all moving to Dubai for like two years yeah. <laughs> so that they can <laughs> cash out in Dubai and pay low tax. And yeah. then they're going to move back. Yeah. I, I mean, I think it's really interesting to see there's this race right now, as there is with any new technology, who can be the Silicon Valley of web three. Right. right. There's a real race for that uh, because obviously whoever can, can hold that position is going to attract a ton of jobs and a ton of money into their economy. And yeah, Dubai has made a big step towards that by announcing this metaverse strategy and they're putting a ton of PR. This was big news all across crypto Twitter. Um, you know what this actually means. We'll see how it plays out, but uh, definitely going to attract a lot of attention to Dubai. Okay, Facebook has a new Zoom competitor in there that's a, a virtual reality version to conference calls. 
So I haven't actually used this yet. Basically, it's in Horizon World, which is Facebook's metaverse play, and it's called Workrooms. But I, I was chatting to a buddy who used this, and he said it's awesome. And I think this is fascinating. Like, you think about, and this is where why it's so hard to define the metaverse, right? Like, what is the metaverse really? Well, we just talked about the metaverse in terms of it being a game with, within Board Ape Yacht Club system, right? Then we talked about the metaverse in terms of economies trying to attract investment and workers. And now we're talking about the metaverse in terms of basically Zoom 2.0 or Zoom 3.0, maybe to use Zoom 3 jokes. And and I think that like, this is one of the ways that most of us are going to experience the metaverse first, right? Yeah, I was is... just gonna... yeah, I agree. There's like, there's games, I think is big. That's where the kids are coming in. Uh, but I think the workforce, because everyone's remote now, right? It's like, why would we not do this now? The only weird thing is like, you need the headset. I don't know. You can't like, if you've ever put one of those on, like you cannot wear one of those for eight hours. Like you wear them for an hour and you're like, okay, this thing's got to get off my head. So I don't know how they're going to solve that, but I'm sure that's, yeah. I'm sure they'll figure that out. Um, but absolutely. It makes like, I mean, we've been working remote for forever with our company and you know, we haven't met any of our team in real life. We've only met them in zoom. Mm -hmm. uh, and so to be able to do it in a more immersive experience, I think would be really, really cool. And I think what we've all seen is with, as a result of COVID, the movement to being comfortable working online was mm. just accelerated at such a rapid pace. Whereas before we weren't really comfortable working online. I mean, Kyle, maybe you and I were because we've been digital nomads for a few years, but I think a lot of people like the office they want to be in, but now everyone feels that freedom. They want to work from home. And so, okay, how do we still have the, that engaging relationship and connection with people. And, you know, some people might laugh at this because you haven't experienced it yet, but, you know, go give it a try. And you don't have to give it a try with Facebook. There's a couple other really cool options. One is called Gather. Gather Town uh, is a great, you don't need a headset to use Gather Town. It's just a way to have a virtual office that looks sort of like pixelated Pokemon. and 2d like looks like but you pokemon can like if you ever played it's like pokemon yeah but you can create a, a, a little room and then you can see people walking around and you can meet up with people uh and then quickly hop into video calls right so it's a it's not using the headsets it's not using the vr ar tech hardware tech but it's a very simple way to experience it. So I, I'd suggest, you know, if you're out there, we'll throw these links in the show notes, check out Gather Town or check out Kumo Space, two options that are, you know, being used by a lot of big, big companies uh, and really fun ways to engage with your team if you have a virtual team. Why don't we use that, Jay? That's a great question. I don't have, I have no good answer to that. <laughs> <laughs> How about we start using it and we'll do a, uh, we'll start using it and we'll do a, a session in web3 academy discord right. about how go. to use how to use the metaverse for your virtual team i think everyone would like appreciate it. that uh one 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 more quick news here is around the metaverse in order for this to really work well i shouldn't say in order for this to work but one way this needs to work is for us to all adopt the headsets and as kyle said these headsets you can't wear them for very long but there is big money flowing into these headsets. And so I got an article pulled up here called Tech Giants Bet Big on Metaverse Hardware. And 
the one thing I want, two things I just want to point out from this article. One is that the total AR VR headset shipped in 2021 increased 92% over the previous year. So there's rapid exponential growth happening here. And there's a great graph in this article that basically shows the projected growth from 2021 to 2026. And what's most interesting to me about this graph is the projection is, so in 2021, there was 1.7 million uh, headsets shipped commercially for commercial use. So not many, but when you think about the commercial use of these headsets, medical applications, there's big commercial applications of this, and there's the projection is that will increase to 20 million by 2026. So I think there's a lot of, if you are in the space of, using VAR, VR, uh, and this actually also connects into, um, remember last week we talked about Disney Accelerator and how Polygon was accepted to Disney Accelerator. Well, I don't know if you looked at, I looked at the list of the other five companies that were accepted into Disney's Accelerator. Uh, one of them was a play on the metaverse of like virtual brand, retail stores. So rather than going to a store, you go to it in the metaverse. Um, another one was, uh, two of them were AR, VR plays, not really Web3 related, but like AR, VR. Uh, I think they were all basically, if I looked at them, they were all basically connected to the metaverse. So right. yeah, real, real push in that space. Tony Hawk coming into the metaverse. So he's entering the world of NFTs uh, and he's creating the biggest skate park in the metaverse. So that's really cool. Uh, I used to love Tony Hawk uh, when I was a kid. I used to play the game all the time as well. And um, yeah, I mean, who doesn't want Tony Hawk games in the, in the metaverse? Did you, did you, uh, the, the only thing I don't understand about this is like these, and, and this is sandbox, the way sandbox is, because they're building this in sandbox is why is this so pixelated? It looks like we're stepping back in time in terms of the graphics. It's terrible. It's so terrible. Like Decentraland yeah. and Sandbox and all this. I don't know what they're doing. I, I feel like maybe it's because they had to focus on like the security side of it and like building on a blockchain and like the Web3 integrations and stuff maybe. So like they don't have the amount of devs to be just focused on UX. Um, but yeah, those if they don't fix that, it's not going anywhere. I'll tell you that. And maybe it's a scale <laughs> thing, right? Because obviously one of the most challenging things about building any sort of a game or metaverse is we're not just, these are, we're trying to allow, you know, millions of people to come into these games all at once, right? So maybe if you make it pixelated, it looks less janky and doesn't skip as much. I don't know. I don't know. I don't get it. All right. One more on the metaverse. I, I'm very excited. I got my book. The metaverse, the metaverse. And, how will, and how it will revolutionize everything by Matthew Ball. We're going to start a book club in Web3 Academy. If you are reading this book and you want to discuss, we're going to read it uh, over the next month and probably do a meetup at the end of August. Uh, but really, you know, really great to see so much content coming out around Web3, right? You know, around the space. And I think that books like this are much more approachable for the broader audience. And so if you want to learn more about the metaverse, pick up this book. It's got a lot of, I haven't actually read it yet, but from what I've seen, it's got a lot of great predictions of the applications that are to come across you know, so many industries.
And Matthew Ball has been researching the metaverse for a long time. He set up the first and largest uh, ETF to invest in the metaverse. He's just, if there's one person that knows about the metaverse, it's this guy. Uh, he's the author of this book. All right. NFT, NFT utility, NFT innovation, uh, lots of NFT launches this past week, but this isn't a specific launch. What I got here up is a question of why did Uniswap buy Genie? So Uniswap bought Genie, which is an NFT platform. And there's just this question, and this is probably more from a crypto side of like, why are, why are Uniswap indexes investing in NFT marketplaces? Well, here's the reason. ERC-721 transfers happen as frequently as ERC-20 transfers on Ethereum. ERC-721 is an NFT smart contract. ERC-20 is a fungible token smart contract, just to explain the difference there. So users, devs like non-fungibility, they're an important building block for the digital economy. PFPs are just the start. And we've got a graph up on the screen here. And what it shows is that over the last four years, since four or five years, since 2021, oh my gosh, my internet is struggling. Um, the growth of ERC-721 NFT tokens basically was like around zero, very low up until 20, mid 2021 was really when it took off. Whereas ERC, ERC 20 tokens, fungible tokens was growing consistently since 2017. And now they, this past quarter, they actually met up. So we have equal amount of transfers happening with fungible tokens as we do with non-fungible tokens. Incredible to see. So ENS, uh, I'm sure many of you have heard about ENS already, which is also an NFT. And this is probably why the transactions that you, what you just showed uh, <laughs> is so high, because this is the, the one bull market going on in this bear market has been just crazy, though, people buying ENS domains. And um, there was a bidder uh, for um, uh, Amazon.eth worth $1 million. Uh, and the person did not accept it. So it's expired rejected. already. They didn't, yeah, they rejected it. So they're not, they're, they didn't take it, um, but it was an anonymous. And this is the second, if it went through, it would have been the second largest ENS purchase of all time. The largest, I, I don't know what, if it says what it is. Um, Wasn't it zero, zero, zero dot yeah, ETH? Yeah, I think that is it. Zero, zero, zero dot ETH. Is that the biggest one of all time? Here you go. Early this month, the second largest purchase in history. No, that's the second largest. What's the first largest? Oh, Paradigm, Paradigm.eth, which was 420 ETH last year, which was at the time was worth 1.5 million. Um, so just, uh, it's wild. Uh, I can't believe the person didn't accept it. Um, I wonder maybe- Really? Does, does I, I can believe they, yeah, I can believe that they, that they, I don't think that the, I don't think that Amazon owns it. The only reason I can believe that they didn't accept it is it's worth way more than a million. Like if you look at like uh, domains, voice.com sold for 30 million dollars this is wow. years ago that's, that's 30 million for voice.com amazon.eth has to be worth i don't even know like way more than that true it's wild and that was a share thank you uh a share from o zero x r o x roma i think or ryoma o x r y o m a on twitter and on in our discord so thank you for uh for sharing that one um what's next jay Artifact and Nike are releasing a hoodie, 
an NFT hoodie. Uh, so I got it pulled up on screen. Looks like a dope hoodie. It's got the artifact, the Nike logo, a QR code. I love that it has a QR code on it. <laughs> that is a, I bet you that QR code just goes to like artifacts.com or something like that. No, it probably uh, goes to your NFT to show that you own mm, the NFT of your shows, sweater. I have a t-shirt yeah. that does that from Dow Punks. Okay, very cool. Yeah, because why is this unique is this drop that they're doing is both a digital good and a physical good. So when you buy this NFT, you also get the physical asset. And one thing is that the physical has NFC in it, which is near field communication and NFC chip enabling wireless communication between the hoodie and the digital asset. And digital is able to be used in the metaverse with options for future attributes. You saw this with like Artifact's original mm -hmm. uh, drop right. of like Nike shoes. You could uh, you could buy the Nike NFT, but then you can add attributes to it and change your shoe and and you know modify it as you want. So if I own like I don't know a board at Yacht Club or something, or can I put this sweater on my? Avatar NFT is that how this works, or do you know? This is this is the part of interoperability that I still don't can't fully wrap my head around. Yeah. Understand, like, can that I'm that I'm not sure. It's a good yeah. question. Like, how how does interoperability work between these NFTs, right? Like, I guess like so long as they're built on the same blockchain, then you should be able to. Maybe I mean this looks like an image to me. How am I going to put that on my image of my board eight yacht club? Well, I I think that what that, that what they're doing here is they're showing off the physical good because I think a right. lot of a lot of businesses and brands realize that the physical good is more attractive, but then right. coming with a digital good is is pretty True. cool. So, so yeah, exciting, uh, exciting to see. Proof. Kevin Rose uh, is another like legitimizing thing I think for the space. But Kevin mm -hmm. Rose, um, who what was what did he do again? He created, he was the founder of Dig, which Dig, was the Reddit yeah. competitor yeah. that never became Reddit, but could have right. become Reddit. Right. Uh, also is the, uh, they're the ones that founded uh, Moonbirds, Jay's mm -hmm. uh, life obsession. And, uh, <laughs> and so anyway, his company Proof, Proof uh, XYZ, uh, they yeah. acquired an NFT engineering and product team, which is called Divergence. Um, ahead of their social, they they talked about they're launching this sort of like social universe. I believe that just means metaverse. Um, and so they've brought in a, a full on and they just acquired an NFT team uh, to help them out. So that's pretty cool. Divergence is acquired by Kevin Rose. Yeah, definitely big news in proof is if you guys want to learn and see an example of a, a, a great Web3 native business, go check out Kevin Rose and proof. Okay, a couple quick hitters of just some more big brands jumping into Web3. Um, NFL is expanding their ticket stub NFTs to over 100 games for 2022 season. So basically, this is built um, where if you attend certain NFL games, you can collect a collectible NFT ticket stub for attending that game, right? Uh, which again, comes back to what you were saying before, Kai, of like, I think a lot of people won't even know their NFTs. Like, the NFL is not going to call this NFTs. They're going to say, oh, do you want a digital collectible to go with your ticket? Cool, right? And let's say you're, the game that you go to ends up going down in history as one of the greatest games ever. Well, boom, now you got a digital collectible to show you were there. Right. 
they did this in 2021, I believe it was as well. And it was, yeah. it was, it went pretty well. So they're just expanding off that, which is great. The NFL has also partnered with mythical games to create NFL rivals, which is basically NFL's version of top shots of NBA top shots. It's their, it's their play to, I mean, we've seen MLB do this with Candyland, candy digital, I think is, is the, I, uh, I think that's the NFT marketplace that the MLB did it with. Uh, one, one take I saw was like, remember how NBA top shots was like early in the last bull run. So yeah, somebody yeah. was like, is this the start of the next bull run? The NFL? <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> let's hope so one can dream the weekend the weekend another uh toronto toronto artist most people don't know that he's from toronto and he's a canadian artist yeah. but uh he is what's he doing he's doing something yeah so the weekend um has basically partnered with binance uh to offer uh, nft collectibles to anybody who bought tickets to his recent tour uh so sort of the same as the nfl right? If you bought a ticket and you can claim a digital collectible, it's interesting. There's a lot of this digital collectible sort of push happening well, right now. There's a lot of collectors out there. I'm waiting for these people to just start using tickets as their NFT. Yeah. Like, Why are the tickets not the, why do you need to buy a ticket and then go and get a collectible? Like, let me just buy my ticket and collect that. But I, it's because the UX of Web3 is trash and, yeah. you know, not enough people would know how to do that. So like they would lose sales like crazy. Um, so you need to allow people to purchase normally in the way they know how to. And then they do this. This is kind of teaching them. But I bet what they're doing here, both, you know, the weekend or whoever the, is their, their agency that's doing this. And then the NFL is like, this is teaching their customers how to use NFTs so that in three years, five years down the road, they can go exactly. and they can um, have their tickets just be NFTs, which is just way better for everyone. Um, so better. that's the big unlock for me when that happens. Actually, ETHCC, which is in Paris right now, they partnered with Unlock Protocol and all their tickets were NFT based, um, which is pretty cool. I was going to bring it up and have an article on it, but um, we'll do it next week. That's awesome. That's so exciting yeah. to hear. Yeah. I think that's, that's going to be big, one of the biggest onboarding ramps for web three to the masses when that happens. Um, shark week. I'm a big shark week fan. I always <laughs> love shark week. Sharks are fascinating. I I'm a surfer. So with, I hate sharks. You hate sharks. <laughs> I scuba dive with sharks in Thailand back in like 2008. And I've been obsessed with them ever since. Um, but so shark week released, uh, their their first nfts uh shark week started um i think it starts this week uh or next week um and you can get nfts for it uh and the reason we had to bring this up is just they just got roasted by their fans uh let's let's read a couple of these replies here i'm so fucking disappointed why are you trying to ruin something i love nfts are a scam please stop <laughs> like well i don't understand people's problems like one obviously they don't get it uh but two it's like why does this even matter just don't buy it then if you don't like it it's okay you can is less like shark week is the only thing that matters in these people's lives and they need to get so upset it's just like i don't i don't understand just let people do what they want to do why are you so mad at hate haters gonna hate man <laughs> yeah haters haters gonna hate. definitely gonna hate it's so funny. I hope that these people realize in like five years where they come around and go, oh, I love NFTs, you know, check out this one. It's like, yo, do you remember your tweet five years ago? 
<laughs> no, they won't remember, and nobody will remind them except for us. Yeah. We're, we're, keep, we're, we're keeping a ledger. We're keeping a ledger. Well, no, they don't like ledgers, right? That's all an NFT is. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, God. Nickelodeon, man. I was a huge Nickelodeon fan when I was a kid. Uh, look at this. So we talked about this before that they were going to do a launch. Um, it turns out their launch was Rugrats and Hey Arnold, uh, which was awesome. I loved the Rugrats. Hey Arnold was great too. Football head. You remember that? Hey, football head. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> they launched <laughs> NFTs on Ethereum and uh, it's quickly surpassed a thousand ETH in volume in, a, in 24 hours, ranked number one in volume uh, in trending. Um, so good job, Nickelodeon. I guess anything that's nostalgic, right? Like people love that shit. I do. I, yeah, I was, it, I was but... surprised to be honest by this because I've, what I've seen is I keep seeing a lot of these NFT um, drops that are associated with, with older brands. I, I don't see them going well because there just doesn't seem to be a lot of energy, but you make a good point here. This one is the perfect brand because who owns all the, the crypto and who owns all the ETH, which is basically where all NFTs are built mostly is our generation. And yeah. what does our generation love? Nickelodeon. Hey, yeah. you know, Rugrats that's speaking to, to us. We grew up watching that. Yeah, exactly. So a bunch of DGENs, right? We're the GameStop people, you know? So yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. All right. Switching to Web3 launches. What do we got this week in Web3 launches? First up, OpenSea has launched a Solana launch pad. Uh, I said launch too many times there. Um, so today, OpenSea, well, this is actually a few days ago, kicking off their Solana launch pad experience. Creators can host their pre-mint, allow list, and post-mint experience all using OpenSea. This is fascinating that, so OpenSea is obviously the largest marketplace for NFTs and they you know, are seeing that Solana has a legit NFT uh, economy happening and they want to participate in that. But what is so interesting to me about this is OpenSea didn't just say that they're going to you know, integrate Solana. They had done that months ago. They they have now created this launch pad where you can actually do more with Solana NFTs than you can with Ethereum NFTs. Like you can't do pre-mint and allow list and post-mint experience with ETH on, on OpenSea. So very interesting to see them opening up to the Solana ecosystem in that way. Yeah, absolutely. I actually didn't even know, or I completely forgot that they uh, that Solana was on OpenSea. I thought it was just Polygon and Ethereum. <laughs> yeah, I think the other is, play is, here. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, it's been it's been on OpenSea for uh, yeah, for, for, I think since like April or something that. like that. Um, I think the other play here is Magic Eden has been growing and getting so right. much attention and. Magic Eden is a Solana NFT marketplace. And so what I think OpenSea saw was they saw that Magic Eden was, was booming and they were like, we need to invest more in features for the Solana users and Solana developers. And that's what, so I think this is really a play to combat against Magic Eden's growth. Right, makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah, Coinvise is up next, uh, and they're introducing NFT memberships on Coinvise. So Coinvise is kind of like a no-code tool to launch, launch tokens, to airdrop tokens, mm -hmm. to vest tokens. You can do a lot there. Um, it's actually the tool that um, 
the DAO that's being created out of Web3 Academy community is using to launch our tokens, um, which we will give you more details uh, on soon, not today, but soon. Uh, but anyway, they've launched um, membership tiers is essentially what they are. Um, and you can like create different benefits and different things around these NFTs um, and their reoccurring revenue. Um, so basically mm -hmm. it's like a monthly thing to pay for X NFTs and they give you certain access that you can link into your sites or into your discord is mainly what it is. Um, you can do like automated airdrops um, and, and they're plugging into a bunch of other things. So really cool. Um, you know, it's, it's kind of like a, you know, when you want to create a membership on your site, you use something like, um, what is it called? Like WooCommerce subscriptions, like you use plugins. That's basically what Coinvise is, but the Web3 side of things. Um, and so that's really cool. They're actually going to be integrating with Unlock Protocol, which is another one that sort of does this um, mm -hmm. that we've used before. And they're integrating a bunch of different things. Um, the only thing I would say on if you're going to create NFT memberships is that you kind of, okay, so in Web3 right now, the UX of this, is not great for memberships because there isn't automated reoccurring payments. There are reoccurring mm -hmm. payments, but it's not automated. So you have to go and sign a transaction in your wallet, which like, if you're someone who has a subscription model, I mean, one of the reasons you make good money is because a lot of people just, they don't even think about it. it just auto comes off the credit card. Um, but you lose that in web three right now. So it's, it's not, it's not something I would recommend if you are looking to start a subscription business, unless you just want to play around and toy with it. But like, we're trying to build a super profitable business like web three and we talked just talked about this earlier in the episode is like you don't want nfts in web three to be the front-facing way that you buy your products not yet the ux just isn't there not enough people have wallets so on and so forth but um anyway the, the protocols need to be built and we need to improve that and they're doing that they should um, actually integrate with diagonal finance then they can have the automated payments so maybe maybe they'll do that if you're listening coinvise it's a good option for you. Give give Tony a call from Diagonal Finance yeah, and yeah. set it up. <laughs> supposed to be on our podcast twice now. Come yeah, on, Tony, Tony, if you're listening, on, buddy. come on, get on the podcast, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, consensus. Um, so Consensus was doing sort of like an auditing service, almost like a an agency, and it was getting a lot of uh, a lot of traction. So they're auditing smart contracts, things like that. So what they did is they created a marketplace and an NFT called Turn. Uh, where basically they do auctions with this NFT. And this is if you want point, uh, sorry, consensus to audit your smart contract or whatever, then you can, they have like different auctions that they have whenever they have time available. I think it's four hours worth of uh, dev um, mm -hmm. work for this audit. They basically do an auction and then you can go in and you can bid it up and it creates like an open marketplace for, you know, who needs um, proper auditing for their smart contracts. So really interesting way to use NFTs um, uh, for this use case. I think, why mm -hmm. wouldn't this be a thing? You know, like we, even for like our agency, right. We only have a certain amount of clients we can have. And right yeah. now we're, you know, you're, you're closed out and it's like, well, once one gets open and we're available, we should just do an open marketplace for it. Right. If you have enough customers that want in, instead of going, this is our rate, let's let the, let's let the, the market decide. Right. Um, it's for sure. Cool. And, and also give, give people the opportunity to control access by preparing, right? Like if somebody wants to invest and say, I'm not ready for this audit yet, but I know I want it six months from now. Well, I'm going to lock right. it in. I'm going to buy this NFT. I can use it whenever I am ready to use it. I know I have access, so I don't have to wait in some line. And hey, let's say in that time you change 
decide to change, well, you can sell it as an investment. Right. Yeah, it's a good idea. MetaMask celebrates its six-year anniversary with six-digit growth and a strategic update. So lots of lots came out of MetaMask. Uh, one one thing I saw is that you can actually, I think, buy and sell Bitcoin on MetaMask now. I feel like that was part of this announcement, um, which I, I don't think you that. could do that before. I didn't see that, but maybe. Uh, my big takeaway from this article, though, was the growth that they've seen. So back in 2020, they just have sort of like a, a, a roadmap, but I guess it's looking backwards at everything that's happened in MetaMask. And, uh, you know, 2020 is when they, they launched their mobile app. So they didn't even just think about how new this stuff is, these wallets and everything. But they just launched their mobile app just in 2020. They only had a million active users, monthly active users. 2021, they went to 10 million active users. And then 2022... Um, they're at 30 million monthly active users. So uh, growing uh, very fast, which is great. Um, but again, just remember how new this stuff is. This is why the UX is not so great. It's like our biggest, this is the biggest in the space for wallets. Um, it's only at 30 million, which is great, but it only launches mobile app like two, not even two years ago. Two years ago, two years. And and only 30 million. It's crazy how early it is. It's just constant reminder of how early yeah. it is. You know, when you're in this space, because it feels like a day is like a year sometimes in Web3, but man, we're early. The ones and twos, the ones and twos. <laughs> What's going on with the ones and twos, Kai? A couple different announcements actually out of the Ethereum ecosystem uh, with zero knowledge proofs. So ZKs, mm. what they're called, ZK rollups. Um, Polygon, we've talked about this before. We knew this was happening, uh, but Polygon uh, introduced their ZK EVM um, rollup. So basically what it is, is it's a layer two. Um, it's using zero knowledge. So same thing that like similar to what like Immutable X is built on, et cetera, um, which there's a lot of like extra use cases for, um, but it's EVM equivalent, which is cool because um, the other layer twos are not there yet. They don't have that ability. Mm -hmm. What EVM equivalent means is like, if you built something on Ethereum, you can easily just fork it. You don't have to change the code. You don't have to do anything and boom, it just goes and you can just move it there. So um, this is the first zero knowledge proof layer two that has this capability. Now it's not mainnet live, it's in like alpha. So it's like way early. Mm -hmm. So there's alpha, then I think it goes to beta. Then maybe it goes live to mainnet. I don't even know. So like it's still some time away before users will be like on this thing. Um, well, I don't know, maybe an alpha users can use it, but I think it's focused on just people building on it. I'm not quite sure. Uh, mm -hmm. but anyway, Polygon team's kicking ass. Um, we are, we have a podcast coming up. I forget when it is a couple weeks from now we are recording with the team that built this slash the team that has one of the first use cases out of this, which is Polygon ID. Um, one of the biggest things with zero knowledge proofs is they allow you to prove something without proving everything or without showing everything. So like you can prove you're a human without get, you're a unique human without even giving your name, right? Mm -hmm. Like right now we don't have that ability in the real world. We don't have that ability. And so this is an unlock that only blockchain and zero knowledge proofs gives you, which is huge for ID. Uh, and so we have Polygon ID coming on with Polygon Hermes, which is the ones who, who created this. So we'll mm -hmm. dive deeper and help everyone understand what's going on with this um, in a few weeks. Yeah, but what's funny yeah, is if you go to the next one, there's another launch, same day. This always happens. This happened last week when I forget what the launch was, the Solana phone thing. So all of a sudden now ZK Sync, another company building zero knowledge proofs, uh, layer twos. Their announcement was that um, 
they are launching their public roadmap in their main net launch in a hundred days. So, like, <laughs> they just were like, oh, Polygon. They just had to get on it. They just had, yeah, they're like, like put it out, do, put it out. Yeah, just a PR stunt. Funny. Uh, but they're basically saying, I think that they're ahead of, um, of Polygon's uh, ZKEVM because they'll be going main net in a hundred days. I'm not sure if Polygon's will be. We'll see. Either way, the cool thing about this is that because Ethereum builds has just like really focused on this sort of like open um, concept of building and they just left it to the open markets and competition. There is competition in these and like ZKs they thought um, because it's very new in the research, we're going to be years until they were live and available. And it's like competition has just gone so fast in this that like they're launching at an accelerated and extremely accelerated rate, um, mm -hmm. which is just going to be amazing for this space that it's launching this fast. So, I mean, we're merging in like literally less than two months from now. We're also scaling on Ethereum uh, currently. And so we're getting both all the best of both worlds. So pretty, pretty cool to see this all, all happening. Who wants to see Kyle Reedhead do some push-ups? <laughs> I know I do. And I want to see him do a lot. Like, I, don't, I almost want to see you do one, Kai. Kai, how many push-ups do you think you can do? I don't know. I could do a decent amount of push-ups. I go to the gym. <laughs> this, guy, this, guy's this guy's yoked. This guy's yoked. So, Raul, our, uh, I always want to call him our intern, but he's not our intern. He is an employee. Not an employee. <laughs> we, don't, we don't employ people, but works for Web3 Academy, and he's our, he's our social guy. He's, he's our guy running Twitter, and he's hilarious on Twitter. But anyway... He's he wants to get to a thousand followers. We're at like eight hundred and ninety-seven or maybe nine hundred now. I don't know. Okay. He wants to get a thousand followers, and so he basically called me out and said, "Okay, um, you know, if everyone bands together and starts sharing this content, starts following Web Three Academy, it's Web Three Academy underscore on Twitter. Uh, for any number of people we get followers, we get over a thousand. I have to do that many push-ups on um, the next uh, roll-up. So we'll do it on camera." Um, so if we get 1,010, I have to do 10 pushups. If we get 1,100, I got to try and do a hundred pushups, which I might have to do throughout the show. I won't do it all in one. Uh, we'll see. Whoa, whoa, we I don't know here. if that's allowed. I don't know about that. <laughs> so I don't know if we'll, maybe we won't even get there. Maybe Raul's not going to, maybe Raul's not going to do it. We're only going to get to like 910. No, I don't have to do in any. Raul I in Raul, I trust. In Raul, you know what I we trust. should do is if we don't get to a thousand, Raul has to make up with it in pushups for making us do oh. this. <laughs> that's what I should have okay. said. I might tweet that out. Okay. So anyway, if you're listening and you don't follow us on Twitter, uh, go follow us on Twitter. Help Raul out. Help me get jacked by doing more push-ups. I can always use the motivation. <laughs> uh, and uh, I was flipping tires at the gym today. Um, and, uh, but anyway, it's at web three Academy underscore. So go, um, Go follow us, but also go share that tweet. You'll find it. It's not too far down. Go share it. You know, get others to follow us. Uh, let's get me jacked. <laughs> let's, let's get Kyle jacked. As if that's like a goal of this podcast now. I'm not even sure what to do with that. We'll, we'll, we'll create a meme out of that for sure. <laughs> the goal of mine for years. All right. Lots going on in the Web3 Academy Discord in our community. And I just want to take a sec to give you guys a update of all of the exciting events uh, and sort of in two streams. One is we have tons of community events to really achieve two things, meet other people that are in Web3, network with other founders, with other with devs, marketers, 
community managers, all different types of skills are in the Discord, um, but also learn. Uh, so lots of events around learning. And then the other lots of events around the DAO. Uh, and we got six events here in the next week. Um, one is happening today. So by the time uh, this podcast releases, it's actually going to be done. But we have a sandbox session around not-for-profits and how not-for-profits should use Web3. Tomorrow, we we've got a every marketing- Thursday. Well, we do those every Thursday, by the way, at um, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And we're always looking into a different project and we're kind of like brainstorm, do it all together. So um, check those out on Thursdays at 7 p.m. Yeah, in the Discord. yeah. If, you've, if, you, uh, if you want to run a sandbox session, free brainstorming for your product, for your project, for your team uh, right. with like eight to 12 experienced, very knowledgeable Web3 people. So yeah, really great opportunity. Uh, we've got a couple of meetings around um, the DAO uh, so the Marketing Guild has a weekly call uh, every Friday morning at 7 a.m. Eastern. Um, the Developer no, no, Guild, no, no, 10 a.m. Eastern. You're not you're not on Eastern time, Jay. So you're oh, seeing, yeah, I'm in, seeing uh, your time. 10 a.m. Eastern 10. Standard Time is the market. 7 a.m. Come on, you think they're getting up that early to go for a marketing meeting every week? I mean, I, I am. <laughs> <laughs> True. So yeah, 10 a.m. on on Thursdays. Uh, this Sunday. The Developer Guild is having their first developer meetup. Shout out to Ian, uh, who is the head of the Developer Guild and just been absolutely crushing it. Uh, They're having their first meetup. Uh, They're working on some projects. They're working on onboarding. They're talking about just all really sharing everything they're all working on. I know they're also talking about potentially um, as they continue to grow, having a um, like a support channel where any developer can come in. And if you're stuck on something and you need some code audited or reviewed, you can share it and get feedback immediately, which would be super helpful. He's also doing sessions where they're going to do like almost like training sessions on a weekly basis of different things, whether that's like Solidity or all the different languages. Um, there's like 18 devs in there right now or something like that he was saying. So like it's growing quick, which is cool. Uh, and like this just started like, I don't know, two weeks ago. So when you hear 18, I know it's not massive, but like in two weeks, it's pretty good. Uh, so um, then we get the next one. So weekly all hands, this is every Monday at 4 p.m. EST. We do everyone. So what doesn't matter what guild you're in, if you're not even part of the DAO, you're just part of the community. Everyone comes in there. We've had like 20 or so people on these calls every week at least. And we talk about the updates in the DAO, the updates in the events. Uh, what do we want to do next in this community? It's a good way to network, good way to see what's going on. Um, if you, Discord's crazy, there's so much going on. So like, it's a good sort of wrap up uh, and get you started for the week if you are trying to get involved in the, the community. What do we got after that? Love it. Uh, also next Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern, we've got a doer spotlight, uh, understanding EPNS. So what, we, what we're looking to do more of is we do these Doer Spotlight podcasts, and now we're inviting the interviewee into our Discord. So you can listen to the podcast to learn about what the Doer is doing. So in this case, it's Jaff, who is the head of biz dev at EPNS, which is a wallet notification and messaging protocol. If you listen to uh, our, and- our podcast on Wednesday, you would uh, even know all about it. Right. So listen to that podcast. If you haven't listened to it already. Uh, and then on Monday, you can come into our discord at 7 PM Eastern and you can 
directly talk with Jeff and ask him the questions. And we dive deeper as a community into understanding, uh, in this case, EPNS and that protocol. Uh, so doing some scaffolding with our content really to ensure that the community can get direct access to these uh, doers as well, not just us on the show. And then the last one is we are building a product in the DAO right now. I'm not going to announce it yet publicly. Uh, it is called Web3 Tool Library. We'll just say that. But if you want to get involved in building a kick-ass product, um, we've already got designs made. Uh, we've got some devs building already. We've got people creating content for it. The marketing team's in there branding it. Uh, it is on Wednesdays at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, so you can see how DAOs kind of come together and build things. Um, so if you just want to learn about DAOs, come to any of these events um, and just kind of see things happen in real time. Um, again, this is very new. So it's, it's, if you're new, it's really cool to come in and get this experience and just kind of see these guilds form and people coming together and building products. And it's very interesting. If you're an entrepreneur, I'm telling you, it is one of the coolest mm -hmm. things to watch. So um, yeah, come, come in the discord, check out one of those events. Again, we will uh, put the links in the show notes below and maybe we even list out events in the show notes too. Yeah, definitely. That's just, that's all we got for today. It wasn't two Ooh. hours. That's good news. <laughs> it was, I was going to say, it was, it was pretty good. Well, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, one more time, if you are a content or a copywriter, we are currently looking to hire somebody to join the Web3 Academy team uh, and also join our digital marketing agency where we focus on uh, both crypto and Web3 companies. Uh, would love to, uh, to interview you. There will be a link to the job profile and description and the application in the show notes. Have a wicked weekend, everybody. Keep smiling, practice your gratitude and yeah, get outside. Get outside this weekend. It's beautiful. It's summer. Enjoy it hot in europe it is hot we're burning over here so be careful <laughs> thanks everyone have a have a wonderful week thank you for listening to web3 academy we hope this helps you along your web3 journey and if it does please share this episode and subscribe so you don't miss the next one by the way if you have yet to join the discord community you are missing out this is where all the magic happens this is where we learn where we ask questions where we network uh, you want to be in there. The link to join is in the description below. And finally, a quick disclaimer. Nothing in this podcast was financial advice. Crypto and Web3 can be risky. You can literally lose it all. In fact, if you invest on account of what we say, you probably will lose it all. So don't do that. In all honesty, the point of this podcast is to remove the noise of markets and price and focus on utility and implementation anyway. So you should not take any of this as financial advice. Thank you, friends, and see you in the next one.